Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today we are going to chat about how to work out during your menstrual phase. All right, so last time that we talked about luteal phase, and now today I'm going to chat about what to do or not to do um, when you are actually bleeding. So what should we do during that time of the month for a workout? So first off, if you're new to learning how to work out with your cycle, um, I'm going to kind of say this at the beginning of each of these workout for your cycle um, podcast episodes that I'm doing just because I think the more times that we hear the phases, the more it's going to stick. So the four phases of the cycle are when you're menstruating. So when you're actually bleeding, the follicular phase, then it's the luteal, well, then it's ovulation and then it's luteal. So Typically, the menstrual phase is often referred to as the winter season. And the winter season is a time when we start to slow down, rest, and make ourselves feel comfy and at home. So when planning your workouts around your cycle, I always find preparation is key. So this phase is usually around days one through five of your cycle, or however many days that you bleed. And for me, um, your again, menstrual, your actual menstrual cycle starts on day one, which is your first day of your bleed. So when we're working out during this phase, because it is, you know, usually five days, three, anywhere from three to seven, um, is considered normal. So if you're a short cycle bleeder, three days, if you are longer, um, seven days, a Ayurvedically speaking, there would be some tweaks that you can do because it's, that's a little bit on the long side. So you might have some hormonal imbalances going on. Um, that would be a quick tip there. So if you do have a little bit longer of a period, um, out of a bleed time, I would definitely maybe look out, um, ask, ask an Ayurvedic practitioner. Um, typically Western doctors aren't as concerned. I have found with that, but there are some Eastern medicine, um, practices that can help you have a little bit shorter of a period. So speaking of that, um, what do we do then? So when we are actually bleeding, what should we do for a workout? I always find that the first um, thing that we want to do on day one and usually day two is rest. So rest is best. You know, those first two and sometimes even three days of your cycle, you feel tired. You know, naps sound like a wonderful idea and workouts sound extremely hard. So instead of pushing through that really tired feeling, rest. You know, trust me, you won't lose any gains that you've made with your workout routine. I think that's probably the biggest concern when I get people um, to be like, whoa, 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 I'm supposed to just take two to three days off. Like, am I going to lose all of the traction that I was making? And you're not. So really, and um, what's going to happen is you're going to go into your workout and you're going to leave feeling more depleted and you're going to lose your energy. And then once you're done bleeding, you're still going to be behind the eight ball because you're going to be tired because you didn't listen. You didn't rest during that winter phase. You didn't slow down. You pushed too hard. And then we often feel like we're always in catch up mode. So we don't want to have that guilty um, feeling for not working out. Like that just has to go away. Like that is a, an old paradigm shift that needs to happen. And it's one that I personally have seen um, even friends of mine who are they're not trainers, but they are group fitness instructors and they're like, push, 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 go, go, go hard, hard, hard all the time. And I just, I can't get behind that anymore because of the science, because of what I know, um, because these studies are done on men and not on women. And when we actually look at what's going on in a woman's body, we see, we need to rest. We need to honor those signals. So we need to get rid of that guilty phase for being like, Oh, I took a couple days off. 
No, that's not guilt. That is what your body needed. That's what your body was telling you to do. That's when we really can truly say we are listening to our body when we take the time to rest. You know, otherwise we're just on this hamster wheel. We're starting and stopping workouts because we didn't rest when we were bleeding. Suddenly, two weeks later, we feel so tired and so exhausted when we should be at our peak. We should feel that full ovulation, like joy. I'm going to hit it hard. Now I can go for those hit workouts. But instead we feel drained and we can't, and we're just imbalancing our hormones even more. So this one, I know, again, this was me personally too. Like it took me a while to understand and to really grasp, like, Hey, I need to rest. And I understand that a little blood flow is great. Do some yoga poses, which I'm going to talk about um, in a second, because we don't have to just sit there and do absolutely nothing. You can do some yoga poses. You can go for a walk, but you don't need to do that hardcore group exercise class or hardcore weightlifting session if you feel depleted. So what happens if you don't feel like you need to rest, like you have good energy? I would still challenge you to rest because I know that um, you might be thinking that. You're like, oh, but Andrea, I really do have great energy those first couple days. That is awesome. That means your hormones are probably uh, pretty balanced, you know, if you're feeling good. Um, but I would still rest. You know, there's no use and there's no, there's no data saying, hey, you know, really pushing through harder when, you know, we're bleeding and our body is taking up a lot of energy to do that. It's beneficial. So I would just challenge you to maybe, Hey, take a couple days off because two days off that third day, you might be like, Oh, I feel really good now. And so now you can start those, um, you know, maybe those stronger workouts. And I always say harder, just, it depends on what your level's at. Cause everyone's at a different fitness level. So harder to you, whatever that looks like. And I know some people listening might not like to work out. And so harder might be, um, you know, just going out for walk and that is cool too. So honor wherever you you go. When I say harder, that's, that's your harder. Next one, um, during this phase, write your workout plan. So now that you've had free time in your day, um, and not working out those one to two days. So still keep those 30 to 60 minutes there, but use it to write your plan. So one of those days, take your time to write a plan for the next month. Um, you know, go through each phase of your cycle, map it out in your calendar and put it in there. So that would be an idea of what to do. If you haven't already done it during the luteal phase, you know, right now is the great time to do it. Incorporate that into your routine and make sure you map it out and have it scheduled. Cause if it's not scheduled, it typically doesn't happen. And we're often left like, um, Oh shoot, what phase am I in? And we forget what day that we're on unless we track those things. So I would suggest getting a calendar, maybe specifically set for you and your body. I love Kate Northrup's do less planner. That's what I personally use. Um, it is wonderful, but it's a great way to really check in with yourself, with your body. It's got, um, it has, it has all the cycles there so it can set it up for your work and your workouts all around your cycle. It is perfect. Highly recommend if you are a planner person who likes paper, pencil planner. So that would be my tip there. Next nap. Yeah. Take a quick 20 minute nap. So maybe you already have the workouts planned. So use that workout time for a quick little nap. You know, you don't just have to, you know, feel like you have to push through the day. If you feel tired and you have no energy, lay down for a little bit. Maybe just lay down and read a book. You don't even have to nap. Maybe you just want to lay there. Um, and just ease, just be easeful. Like how can you let your body, um, just, what would your body need? What is your body telling you it needs? Like, can we just, can we just rest? Can we meditate? Um, what, what do you want? What do you need next? Go for a walk. 
So if you must do something, a light evening walk with your family after dinner. Plus it's great for digestion. So if you want to do something, you know, slower paced, spend time in nature, spend time with your family, um, you know, just really honor what's coming up. So it's also during this phase in our menstrual phase, when we're bleeding, it's often the time that we're most intuitive. So listen to the subtle nudges that you get. So often on walks is when I personally, and I know a lot of other people get really good ideas that just pop into their heads. You know, for you, it might be in the shower. Where do you get those ideas? Use that time, use that creative time, that intuitive time during this time of your, of your cycle to tap into those little nudges. And when I say little nudges, I mean, oh my goodness, I need to change careers or, oh my goodness, um, I would love to have another child or, oh my goodness, I need to leave my relationship. Whatever those nudges might be, it can be all over, but really start to tune into them because that phase, they often are, um, it's kind of like a veil is thinning. So you're kind of starting to really tap into that deep intuitive knowledge and wisdom that all of us have as women. You know, we're listening to our guts. We're listening to, oh my goodness, I absolutely need to do this. Um, I need to study herbs. I need to learn more about Ayurveda. I really want to work out with my cycle so I can become more in tune with myself and my body. Whatever that might be, really tune in during this phase. And then finally, yoga for cramps. So I know cramping, they're common, but it doesn't need to be the norm. And again, Ayurvedically speaking, if you have a ton of cramps, that must, that not must, but it probably means you might have some hormone imbalances. So, you know, often changing up your diet or workout routine. Um, if you have a lot of alcohol in your diet, uh, little subtle factors that can potentially help with relieving those cramping. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but I will have some episodes coming up about some of these things and common, um, you know, you know, problems that a lot of us are like, oh, the PMS or the cramps or the breast tenderness. What can we do instead? I'm going to talk about some of that in later episodes. So this is just kind of an outlining of yoga, but I do want to tell you that there are ways around that. And we'll talk about those on a later date. So now, um, what we're going to do with our, with our yoga cramp, yoga for cramps, uh, I would go on Pinterest and you can just say, yoga, yoga poses for cramps and you'll find tons. Um, I know child's pose is often one where you're just sitting back and resting forward folds, any of that bending, um, that will help kind of release pressure in the abdominal area. So I know those are some of the poses that are typically recommended. Um, but you can find some, I'm sure you can actually find some actual yoga practices that you can follow along on YouTube as well. So as you can see during your menstrual phase, the best workouts to do is just to take it slow, rest, and recover. Tune into your body. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to rest the whole time that you're bleeding, but usually those first few days, it does feel best to just, to just rest and, you know, be light and be easy. You know, do you feel like you need to do something intense because that's the way that you were programmed? That would be my question to you. You know, women are not men and our bodies function on 28 day cycles. Well, a man's hormones are on 24 hour cycles. So completely different. And what we need to do is start adjusting the norms to what actually works for us. You know, instead of women trying to shove our bodies into a man's workout routine, you know, this may be tough to incorporate. I will say from personal experience, I know it, you know, but the results are amazing. So I do want to share just a little bit of results because, you know, if I'm talking about these and I'm already on the menstrual phase and I have two more phases to talk through, what are results? What results have I personally seen? So pregnancy, I've seen clients get pregnant within the first two months after working out and with their cycle and eating around their cycle. 
And I'm going to talk about that in a later episode as well. Um, gained lasting energy throughout the month. Cause how many of us have those slumps during the midday? So having, you know, workouts throughout your cycle tends to keep that energy going throughout the day. They lost weight. I've had clients lose weight because again, pushing, um, it's kind of like you're pushing a boulder up a hill, but if you start to really tune into your body and rest when you should rest and train hard, when you can train hard, you start to lose weight. You also start to tone up. And then finally, which is probably one of my favorites, obviously besides pregnancy, cause that one's amazing, you know? Um, but an understanding of how, this is what one of my clients said, an understanding of how her body actually worked, um, what foods, what workouts felt good to her. And to me, there's nothing more empowering than to start truly understanding. And again, myself raising my hand, I didn't know about these four phases, like until I started researching and studying them, you know, so I totally get it. If you're like, wow, I, I don't know anything about the phases um, and what it should feel like and how my body feels. I would just literally start by slowing down, start tracking your cycle. Day one, again, is the first day you bleed and just start tracking every month. How do you feel? Keep a journal, write down what's coming up. what do you do for your workouts? Um, and then maybe what'd you eat? So I would really, really challenge you to start to tune into that energy because it's, oh, I mean, it is life-changing. It is really life-changing. So those are the tips that I have for you. I do have a free guide about working out with your cycle, a starter guide, and that will give you some general ideas of what to do during each phase. So if you want a little bit more or like, Hey, can I have a little bit more with, um, what workouts should I be doing on what, what day? Um, I give you kind of a general idea. And so that would be a starter guide that you can find at my website and andreaclawson.com. Um, you can also find it in the show notes. So you can find either one there and it's free. Just got to download it and go. All right. Um, thank you all so much. I think the only other announcement that I have is seasonal living collective. We start really soon. We start in a few weeks. So we start September 21st and that is going to be for anyone who really wants to dive deeper with the feminine form of Ayurveda. If you want to talk a little bit more about herbal recipes, we're actually going to make some fire cider and you're going to learn how to make your own lavender oil, elderberry syrup. Um, we're going to go ahead and do an Ayurvedic cleanse together. And so it's a nourishing cleanse. We're not taking, um, things away. We're actually eating something that's going to fill us up. Um, and we're going to go into some kiddo and mindful kiddo activities that we can do. And then finally, we're going to really tune into the fall season, which is all about the Vata dosha, which for myself, and I know for many others, that's the dosha that tends to go out of balance more, more so than any, which means you get really scattered. You feel anxious. Um, I know so many people are feeling anxious and scattered right now. And this fall season is typically the time where that starts to increase a little bit more. So I'm going to really, really focus in on how can we stay grounded? How can we keep that Vata dosha balanced so we don't really get so out of our head and out of our bodies um, and become so anxious and scattered and just all of those energies? Because you know what? We're approaching the election and I'm not going to talk about politics, but I will say that is probably going to drive up a lot of people's anxiety, no matter what side of the fence you're on. So I want to make sure that we're all staying grounded and we don't feed into the hype and to our body's response of fight or flight, and we just freak ourselves out. So we're really going to be hitting that hard to make sure, um, you know, we stay in our bodies. All right. Again, thank you all so much. And if you want to join that, that will be in the show notes. It's also on my homepage at andreaclawson.com. Um, so thank you. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power. <laughs>